at the cross where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith. I received my sight and now I am happy all the day. Praise the name of Jesus. Glory to Jesus, the son of the living God, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the bright and the morning star, the fairest of 10,000 to my soul, the lily of the valley, Jesus, the son of the living God, my savior. I'd like to welcome you today to glory way at the cross. I wish that it was some way that I could reach my arms out there to all of glory way, wherever you may be this morning and give you a big hug. How I miss my church family. But we adjust to things that are going on. We have the coronavirus spreading and, and they give us the shelter in place. So that's what we're doing, but it's not going to stop the word of God from going out. We're believing that that the word, as the word states in the book of Isaiah, that it will not return void, but it will accomplish that that it was sent to do. Yes. I'm thankful this day for a beautiful day that we've gotten. Sun shining. All the leaves are on the trees. The grass is pretty and green. And I am thankful that Glory Way is alive and well. Keeping you in my prayers each day. I'm reminded as we begin today, I'm reminded of back in the, well, I believe it was in the late 50s. And to really understand what was happening at the time in this little part of my life that I witnessed, my mother had a nephew that his wife had taken sick and she had three little stair-step children. She was going to be hospitalized for several months, and he was a Air Force lifetime in the Air Force. He wasn't able to keep the children, and they brought them to mother to keep. So we had three little stair-steppers there for several months, and the littlest one's name was Mark. And Mark always procrastinated. I guess it was because he was so young. But when we got ready to go to church or somewhere, he was always the last one to get ready. And one Sunday morning, Mark wasn't ready. So mother went in to check on him and he had his little blue jeans down. And to understand what I'm about to tell you, you'll have to understand how things were then. Back then, uh, we had ring, what they call little ringer-type washing machines. We would wash the clothes. You'd fill it up with water and you'd detergent. It had an agitator in it, and it would agitate and run so long, then you let that water out. You put fresh water in. You let it agitate a little while. You run that water out. And then you took your clothes and you run them through what they call we call a ringer, which actually was just a couple of rollers. And it mashed all the water out of the clothes. They fell over into a wash tub. Mother would take them and hang them on the clothesline. Let nature take its course. The sun would dry your clothes. 
whenever you took them off the clothesline, she'd fold them up and bring them in the house. And she had little Mark's blue jeans laying on the dresser, and he got his blue jeans and was trying to put them on. And she walked into the room, and he was saying, I don't care if that bumblebee is in my britches, I'm going to put them on anyway. And she said, what are you talking about, Martin? He said, I don't care if it is a bumblebee in my britches, I'm going to put them on anyway. And every time he had tried to put one little foot in those britches, that bumblebee would buzz down in those britches legs. Mother said, there's not a bumblebee in there. And she picked them up, picked them up and shook them. And sure enough, out come a big old bumblebee. He was determined, though. He was determined to get those britches on. And I thought about that this morning of all the things that the enemy has thrown at us as we're trying to do this filming of this message. The devil doesn't want it to go across, but I'm telling you what, we are determined this morning that this is going to be filmed, that it's going to go out, that it's going to touch the hearts and the lives of the people, and it will accomplish what it was sent God sent it to do glory to God I want to use for a subject it was several you know a month ago we would have never thought that we would find ourselves in the position that we are today where we're not able to have church because of the coronavirus that's running rampant I looked at uh, excuse me read one article this morning and it said 630 deaths yesterday in New York City. Uh, this thing is serious. And so it's better as we receive the order, it said to shelter in place. And as soon as I heard that, God spoke to me and he said, shelter in faith, shelter in faith. And that's the title of the message today is for us to shelter in faith. I asked the Lord about filming this and whether that I should do this and spend the money. And I asked the Lord about it. And I said, Lord, if this is meant to be, I said, <coughs> excuse me, I said, give me a message right now. And it was just instant God gave me this message. So I want to share it with you today and let you know that it's straight from God. He, God wants you to hear this today. So I encourage you to listen to the message today, and it's going to be taken out of the what we call the faith chapter in the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews, beginning in the first verse. It says, now faith, now faith, that's where it starts off, and I believe that now faith is present time faith. It wasn't the faith that you had yesterday, it's not the faith that you'll have tomorrow, but it's what you have today. I see this thing, this is, is sweeping across the nation and so many are dying with this virus and I, I see that it's an enemy that has come against us. Well, every time that America has had an enemy come against them, they have bound together in faith and in prayer and our churches are full. But this enemy is a silent enemy that comes against us and is killing a lot of people. A lot of people are losing their lives from this and as we fight this enemy, our faith needs to grow. We need to shelter in faith. The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we need to, as we're sheltered, we need to read the word of God. We need to draw closer to God. We need to pray for these folks 
especially in these large cities and municipalities to where people cannot get out and this virus is running rampant. But we, we can increase our faith simply by hearing the Word of God, reading the Word of God. The Bible tells us that. Now faith, and the faith that you have right now. I ask you the question today, have you prayed today? Have you read God's Word today? Or has this just been another day that I can miss church? Something to think about. Our faith needs to be now, present time, right now. Believe in God to send the answer to this, for all things are possible. All things are possible with God. He said the things that's impossible with man are possible with God. So this is nothing for God to handle. We just have to have faith and believe God for it. He said, now faith is a substance. That word substance, in the Greek, the word is hupostes, which means support or concretely or concrete. In other words, a solid foundation. Now faith is the solid foundation or the concrete of things hoped for. In other words, we're hoping. We're hoping. What kind of foundation do you have? Is it weak or is it, or is it solid? Knowing I'm not going to get depressed over this. I'm going to believe God. He's going to get us through this. He said, now faith is a substance. In other words, that solid foundation of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Uh, the word evidence there is el inkos, which means proof. Proof. It's the solid foundation of things hoped for and the, the evidence or the proof of things that's not seen. Uh, the Bible tells us very plainly in the book of Romans, uh, the eighth chapter, in the 25th verse, 8th chapter and 25th verse of the book of Romans tells us very plainly, he says, For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. In other words, he said we're saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. We can't see the end of this. But we, we gonna believe that God's able to do it. We're gonna believe that God's gonna take care of this. He, he said, He said He would in His Word, and He's gonna take care of us. Also in 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, and the 18th verse, He says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I want you to know that if you're just looking at the things that are seen, you're looking at things that's just temporal. They're not going to last. But if you look at the things that are not seen, if that's where our hope is at, we're hoping, we're believing God that this thing is going to come to the end, that God's going to take care of that. We're all going to be back in church one day. Hey, we're going to be preaching the Word. You're going to be throwing your babies in the air and shouting and giving God praise. Oh, how I miss those shouts. How I miss those this morning as we stand up here and preach. And I looked out and there's empty seats out there. 
there. I look forward to the day when the seats are filled again and I can hear people saying, yes, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, glory to God. I look forward to those days. But I'm here to tell you, I can't see them right now, but my hope is there. My hope is in the things that are eternal, the Bible tells us very plainly. Also in 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter, the seventh verse, he says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Just because we can't see this thing, just because we can't see the end of it, it doesn't mean that it's going to last forever. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. You hold on to that. You hold on to the Lord and believe the Lord. You don't, don't allow the devil, the enemy. I'm going to tell you what he has fought us. I, I wasn't going to tell you about all this, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you what all <clears throat> I preached yesterday morning. That's right. Hmm. Didn't work. Had trouble with the sound, so I couldn't put it out. Not only that, we ordered the equipment. Before it got to us, they stole one of the cameras. Every way that we've turned, something has happened. But I come up here this morning, just like little Mark was, determined to put those bridges on. I come up here this morning with determination that this is going to be done, that it's going to be put out there, and people are going to receive it. We believe in that it's going to accomplish, as God's Word says, it's going to accomplish what it's sent to do. It's going to prosper, it says, in the thing where any sin it. So I'm believing God. I am determined that this is going to happen. The old enemy, he would do anything in the world, but in the name of Jesus, God's Word tells us that greater is he, over in First John, greater is he's in us than he's in the world. I refuse to be defeated. Defeated. I refuse to get down. I refuse to quit. I refuse to stop. I can't go on to continue on because with God, all things are possible and greater is He that's in us than He that's in the world. He can fight. He can do this and He can do that. But I'm here to tell you that I serve a God that's greater. Greater. We're going to go through times in our life like this that it seemed like everything's going to come up against us. In the book of Psalms, in the 61st chapter, I want you to read this this morning. Open up your Bibles. I hope that you got your Bibles out, even though that you're at home. I'm hoping that you got your Bibles out. 61st chapter, beginning in the first verse. Listen to this. He said, Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart was overwhelmed, oh my goodness, overwhelmed. I looked up that definition and that means completely overcome or overpowered by thought or feeling. Whenever you get to the place that it just looks like nothing's going to work, just completely overwhelmed my, have you ever been there? I've been there. I know what it's like. But David said, he goes on in that verse, he said, when my heart is overwhelmed, he said, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Woo, I think about that. Lead me to the rock. It reminds me of what Jesus said as he asked 
Peter, he said, who say ye that I am? Peter, and he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, he said, upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not be able to prevail against it. I want you to know today that upon this faith, upon this belief, you got a shelter in faith. Upon this faith, upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell. Out at the gates of hell. You know, at the cities, they used to set out at the gates and that's where all the laws were passed. That's where all the, uh, politicians, I guess you'd say, gathered up, and they made their law. But I want you to know they can do all their conniving at the gates of hell if they want to, but they will be defeated in the name of Jesus. It may get some time where we just overwhelm. We don't know how long this is going to last, but I want you to know we have a God that's right there with us. He knows where we're at. He's not going to leave us. David said in the third verse, he said, for thou hast been a shelter to me. The word shelter means hope, place of refuge, shelter, trust. He said, for thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. Oh, we got an enemy coming at us right now, but I want you to know that God is our shelter. We just have to have our faith in Him. He said, I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert, he said, covert of thy wings. And that word covert means shelter. He, he He's going to abide there in the shelter of God's wings is what he's saying there. Now, I want you to go back with me into the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter again. And let's begin in the 17th verse. In the 17th verse, he said, by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, when he was tried, the Bible says, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, verse 18, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Verse 19, he says, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. Now, I want you to know that Abraham, when he was tried, Abraham, I believe when he was tried, he thought of all of this. He said, he said, uh, uh, accounting, and that word accounting, I believe that it's just like accounting. I believe he sat down and he, Figured everything up. God told him that he was going to be the father of many nations. Abraham was, and Sarah was old, way past childbearing age in nineties and hundreds. And, but yet God blessed them with a bouncing baby boy by the name of Isaac. Now, Abraham knew that if he was going to be the father of many nations, that it was going to have to come through the seed of Isaac. You know, I think about this. Abraham had faith. Bible says he staggered not. Abraham had faith. He just believed God. And that's what we have to do as we're sheltered. We need to shelter in that faith. Believe God for what 
what what we need. Believe God. We might run short on something, but I'm here to tell you God can provide it for us. He can make the way He always has, and He always will. We just got to believe God. But Abraham, he said, and he, he figured all this up. And that's the reason Jesus, you know, faith is so important. The Bible says in Ephesians 2 and 8, says, for by grace are you saved through faith. You can't be saved unless you got faith. And if you got faith, he said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, that's a little bitty. You could say unto that mountain, be thy removed and cast into the sea. And my goodness, I know that all of us have mountains that come up in our life. But if you got faith, you can remove that mountain. If you got faith, this invisible enemy that's coming against us in this form of this virus right now, we can believe God and it can be gone can be thrown into the sea. But I believe in Luke 18 and 8, whenever Jesus said, whenever he'd come back, he said, and I'm paraphrasing it, but he said, uh, will I find faith? He asked the question. You know what moves Jesus? Faith. Faith. I recall a lot of times, I recall of, of whenever Jesus was teaching and they were crowded in, so crowded, they couldn't get a man that was sick in to see him. They took the tiles, the roof out. They let him down, the Bible says, on a couch in front of him. And Jesus healed him that day. And the Bible says, when Jesus saw their faith, that's what makes a difference. That's what moved Jesus. Whenever we need something and we believe God, we can't see it. But we believe God for it. Get ready. It's fixing to happen. Just because we can't see it, it doesn't matter. God hears us, and He hears our prayers. I encourage you during this time as we're sheltered in faith, I encourage you, I encourage you to believe God. Believe God for your needs. Believe God for this nation. He knew that Isaac, that's where the seed would come from. And I, and I want you to think about this just a little bit. I, I, I like to use the example of, of planting corn, and many of you have planted gardens, not I. <laughs> but many of you have planted gardens, and I know some of you probably planted some of that good merit corn. Now, you can take that merit corn, and you can take one grain, and you can drop that one grain in the ground. First thing you know, it'll sprout up, It'll start growing. Tassel will come on it, tassel, and then, and first thing you know, you got ears of corn on it. You can shuck back that shuck on that ear of corn, and it'll be row after row after row around that ear of corn with those seeds multiplied, multiplied. You know, the Bible says Jesus said Himself said, "Give." And it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, would man give unto your bosom. Give. But first of all, you gotta give. Now I want you to notice that the very thing that God gave Abraham, He gave him the seed. He gave him Isaac. That was the gift that God gave he and 
Sarah. They couldn't have children, but miraculously, God made it happen. He gave the seed to Abraham. But when he was tried, now you listen to me, Abraham turned around and he gave it back to God. He laid Isaac upon that altar. He was going through with it. He knew that even that if he had to offer Isaac, he knew that God could bring him right back from the dead. Oh, what faith that Abraham had in God. And as he laid him upon it, I can just picture in my mind as he took that knife. And about that time, the angel of the Lord spoke to him and said, wait a minute, Abraham, and I'm paraphrasing. But he said, wait a minute, Abraham, look over there. There's a ram caught in the thicket. And he went over there, and he got that ram out, and he offered the ram in his stead. Now I want you to know that what God gives you, you need to give back to God. I've given God everything that I have. Everything that belongs to me, I gave it to God. Now, I want you to know that every one of us, at the time of conception, that God gave each one of us, He gave us a heart, a soul. First John, uh, John 1 and 12 said, But as many as would receive Him, to them gave He power to become sons of God. You see, God made it possible for us to make the choice. Today, if you're listening to me, today you can take what God gave you, that soul. You can take that soul this day and you can give it back to God by saying yes to Jesus. And God can save that soul. And God can keep that soul. But we first... We've got to take the seed that God gave us while we're sheltered in faith. Give it back to God. Give it back to God. I encourage you, glory way, I encourage you to pray for this nation, to pray for each one in our church, to hold each other up. The Bible says exhort one another daily. Pick up that phone, call somebody, encourage them. They might, it might just be the day that they're like David was, that their heart is overwhelmed. And you can remind them about the rock, the rock. He said, it'd make my feet like hinds feet and set me up on my high places. Oh, you may be down today, even as I'm talking and you listening to this. You may be down today, but I want you to know one thing. It doesn't matter if you're down today. David said, when I'm overwhelmed, he said, I look to my rocks. The psalmist also said, I look to the hills from which cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. I am thankful. I want to pray for you before we leave today. I'll be getting all the information out on the filming and what we're 
doing and trying to keep in touch. You know, this is, today is Palm Sunday. And I, I read about that this morning over in the book of John. I, I read about Jesus' entry into the city as he rode, the Bible says, an ass's colt. And as he rode him in, as a prophet Isaiah prophesied that would happen and take place just like that, they laid down the palm branches. They made the way for him and they waved and gave him glory and honor. I encourage you this day to give Jesus glory and honor also. Let me pray for you today. Our Father, Lord Jesus, Father, I'm thankful, Lord, that I serve a, a living God. Lord, I'm thankful that you give us life and life more abundantly. I pray, dear Lord, for glory away. Lord, each family. Lord, I pray, Father God, to shield them. Put a shield round about our, our family, dear Lord. I pray for this nation, Lord. Oh, Lord, I pray for our little children, Lord. Put Build a hedge round about them, Lord. This is my prayer. And, Father, I ask you to keep my people. Lord, keep them. Keep them in that shelter of faith. We ask it in the name of Almighty God, in the name of Jesus Christ, His Son, and all of God's people said, Amen and Amen.